So this is a woman that's taking people on a tour in South Korea. I want you to hear what this woman says about the resources in their country and where they're actually getting resources from. It doesn't even make sense what this woman's going to say, but let's go ahead and roll that. One of our main resources is oil. We're the largest oil refinery in the world. So we buy oil from Nigeria and we refine them and we sell it back to Nigeria. <laughs> yeah. So you know that's basically what we do. So we are one of the largest oil refineries in the world. Right? Because we have no natural resources whatsoever. You know, if somebody tells us, you know, we even buy our water. We buy water from Malaysia. We buy crude water from Malaysia. We desalinate them, we purify it, and we sell it back to Malaysia. <laughs> Don't judge us. We need to make some money somehow. <laughs> so, you know, our car, all our cars have a lifespan of 10 years. After that, we either scrap it or we resell it. We sell it to places like Indonesia, Ghana, we sell it to Nigeria, and all this. So these are the people that will come and buy our 10-year car. What they do is they modify it. You you drive on the left hand, right? Right, So, but ours is on the right hand. So they, they purchase this 10-year car, right? With a lifespan of 10 years. They buy this car and they modify it and they sell it super expensively. So as you heard, she says that they get crude oil from Nigeria, ship crude oil from Nigeria, bring it all the way to South Korea, bring it to their refineries. They process it, put it in the cat cracker units. You know, when you have crude oil, you can put it in the units, heat it up and it makes several products. You know, you can make your, uh, your, your diesel fuels, you can make your gasolines, um, you can make, um, your number six fuel oil. You can make all kinds of different oils that's for fuel out of crude. And they process it over there in South Korea. Then they say they sell the gasoline and all that diesel back to Nigeria. That doesn't make any kind of sense. And this is why you see Nigeria in the position that it's in. Nigeria should be processing their own oil and they should be fueling their own cars right there. And that's how they would make money. They should be also processing their oil with all these different products and selling it to other countries. So, so they can actually make money off of it. But unfortunately, talking to a lot of our brothers and sisters uh, who are Nigerian, they will tell you it's so much corruption in Nigeria. That's why Nigeria looked the way it looked. It's not that there are not smart people in Nigeria. There are some geniuses in Nigeria. Oh yes, it is. You better believe that. This is why the white supremacists try to come over, over there and put them in schools here because they, they take all their best and brightest out of Nigeria and bring them here and don't have, leave the people there to try to innovate uh, the land, right? Now, Nigeria has a lot of billionaires there. It doesn't make sense for this to happen. You heard the woman say they have 10 year old cars and they sell them back to Ghana and, 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 different African countries. You mentioned Indonesia, etc. right? While she's laughing it up. This is another country that don't have any resources, but yet they have a better life than the people with the resources. See the African continent could turn the world on its head 
if they would do two things, one process their own resources, sell it at market rate. That's all two things they need to do and have leaders who's going to invest the money into the people and not steal the money because a lot of these leaders steal the money or they are puppets for the West and the West is, you know, papering them up so they can go ahead and get all the resources and the people get nothing. It doesn't make sense for a country like Nigeria to be suffering like that when you have all that oil and other resources that's there. No one should be bragging that they're selling 10 year old cars to you and you happy to receive it. In Ghana, they have their own car brand. I think it was Kantaka, I think that's the name of it. Everybody in Ghana should be driving those cars and those cars alone, in my opinion, if you want to be nationalistic. But the government also should invest in that company and make sure it can be affordable for people to buy these cars. That's how, you know, people in their countries, you know, do good. You know, America, they have their own cars like Ford, GM, you know, et cetera. Then you got the Japanese cars like your, you know, Honda, Toyota, et cetera, right? You need to be supporting the cars. And if you don't make cars in your country, you should be supporting the African countries who do make the cars. I mean, that's how you come up. You understand? But personally, this lady saying this, I mean, it's, a, it's her, the truth. I'm not saying she's wrong for saying it, but aren't you tired, brothers and sisters, of watching other people live a better life than you? Aren't you tired of leaving your homeland and going to a place like South Korea and dealing with the mess you got to deal with over there, right? Off of your resources, especially in Nigeria? Yeah, things got to change, and it's going to be up to the young people globally in our community. You know, I say the oldest people that is part of the group would be Gen X, but you got your millennials and Gen Z. I believe between those three groups, those three generations, black folks will literally change our world because I see it happening that way. You brothers and sisters, you young Nigerians in the, in the country, it's your time to step up. It's your time to, to take your country back, take your resources back. That's the only way you're going to get out of what you see uh, going on there today.